Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Reconsidered. We are still in spooky month. Spooky! And we are excited to get into more spooky topics as Halloween is quickly approaching. Yes, it is. Yes. It is. We are, when this comes out, we are a week and a day away. Yeah, just about. So so we're excited for Halloween. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I think a lot of um, people who are raised evangelical and have then rethought their theology kind of discover Halloween later in life. I think it becomes their favorite <laughs> holiday, too. Yeah. It's kind of like how so many um, ex-evangelicals, or not, just people who are rethinking their theology. Yeah. A lot of us become obsessed with Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, Specifically yeah. just because it wasn't allowed. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, whenever you're growing up in a Christian house, Thanksgiving's fun. Yeah. Christmas is fine. Of course. Easter's fine. But Halloween is like that. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances, you are allowed to dress up in a cloak, mm-hmm. a brown or tan beige cloak. <laughs> yeah. And so, you can be Joseph and you can hand out tracks to children while they're trick or treating. Yes. But yes. we are not celebrating Halloween. And so whenever yeah. they're like, oh, I'm going all out. I'm being a zombie this year. Watch out, everybody. Right, right. I know my wife, this is so funny, my wife got excited um, this year and a little bit last year because for the first time it was like we were buying decorations that weren't just like Harvest Fest. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like Welcome Fall, you know, it was actual (laughs) like Halloween decorations. And we bought this uh, this serving tray from Target that is designed to look like a Ouija board. Uh-huh. And, like, it was just so funny because it was this big bad thing that, that she Ooh, purchased. hush, hush. Yeah, like, oh, well, let's put that away if people are coming over that we're not right, sure about it. Right, right. But it's just a serving <laughs> train. It's just a, you know, cute Halloween decoration. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting into it now late in life, and we're excited. Well, and I'm happy for you, Joey. Thank you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> well, I guess maybe that's not so relatable for you since you grew up just enjoying the holiday. No, it, it is not relatable at all. <laughs> um, like I said in the last episode, like, you know, growing up, up in New England, not in church. I mean, we did all of the things for Halloween. I mean, yeah. we had like the blow ups in the yard and like the skeletons sure, and sure. The, the cobwebs hanging out. And my dad would sit outside, you know, Halloween shenaniganizing with like a little bowl. Yeah, yeah. Ah, like scared the children as they were coming up nice. to get candy. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a grand old time. See, my the, the vibe in my family. Being raised Assemblies of God. I don't know if I ever actually said that on, on our show I don't before. think so. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Assemblies of God was, was what we were in. But um, it was very much that Halloween was the devil's day. And right. you can't do anything that would All Hallows demons. Eve. Yeah. So, so Assemblies of God is a denomination that is very into demons. I mean, I don't want gotcha. to say into demons. Right. Like they, they like demons. but Like they, demonology and all that. They talk about demons more than, I think, any other denomination that I've been in or a part of. I mean, it, it's it's a big thing. Interesting. One year, I just wanted to have fun with my friends in the neighborhood, and so without really getting parent parental permission, I just, like, painted my face green and put on black, and I was just going to sneak around outside. And, my, yeah, they, they, you know, in love and, and out of shame, <laughs> shame. what they understood at the time, but they made me wash it off and so that I shouldn't be pretending to be a demon. <laughs> well, at least they didn't like ground you or anything like that. Yeah, no, no. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's that's how we're different. <laughs> Rock and roll. But anyway, uh, for me, Halloween was a lot more focused on um, just demons and witches than it was for the average kid who right, yeah, sure. wasn't a Christian, which is so interesting to me. And we're going to get into a lot of that today with a very Halloween-themed mystery mug. 
So, um, mystery for, mug. Just in case uh, you haven't seen the last time we did this, we did two episodes where we put topics in this mug over here, and we just pull them out at random, and then have to talk about them without any sort of preparation, right, or a whole lot of thinking about it. Um, and it's our way of kind of getting to talk about the things that aren't really big enough for an entire episode, yeah. But we still wanted to mention them at some point, right? Um, so this one's all Halloween themed, and then for the second half of this episode, we have something else planned. We're probably just going to talk about the Satanic Panic. Yep. So it's appropriate. Now, I do, I do want to say something real quick. Um, I know in the last episode we were going to be doing the mystery jack o' lantern yeah, yeah. bowl. <laughs> um, however, my wife found it more aesthetically pleasing to put our candy corn and candy pumpkins into the bowl. Yep. She's probably right. Probably. There's a reason why I don't decorate our house. Yeah. Um, but. We weren't trying to lie, so I want to call that out now (laughs) before it becomes a controversy, before it becomes something. Mm, Um, We had all the intentions of the world of using that as our mystery mug, but But, my wife did find it more aesthetically pleasing (laughs) to put the candy corn in the bowl. Which, I mean, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Now we get to just use our funny Jesus mug. Now we get to use our Jesus mug, so it's back to being the actual mystery mug. So we are being a little bit more consistent, at least. Yeah, consistent branding. That's important. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, enough of that. Let's go ahead and just jump in. Do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Sure, why not? All right. Let's see what we get. There's some fun stuff in here. Some stuff that I've been dying to tell you about. <laughs> oh, Joey, dying? That's spooky. Yeah, well, it's spooky. Staying on brand. Say. Yeah, trying. I'm doing my best. We did, we did some green paper because green is a spooky color. It is. Green and orange. Ooh, we're starting off hot and heavy. Okay. With the rapture slash the tribulation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so the reason we put this in there is because when talking about spooky things, right, this was the thing that was the most terrifying for a lot of us growing up. Yeah, sure. Um, tribulation, especially, uh, there's some, you know, what was the last time you read the book of revelation? Brandon? Um, I dipped my toes in there probably last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Just read, just reading it. I was reading it um, not too long ago, and it is so freeing now to read it yeah. without the John Haggy kind of guide. Yeah, you know, I think that's kind of why I decided to read it, because I'm like, I'm not afraid of the rapture anymore. I want to go read the Revelations through this new lens. Yeah. And it's yeah. just really cool to read it in a different light, because it makes so much more sense. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how um, one twisting of of that book and a very literal reading has spread into so much such a fearful doctrine yeah and the irony of it too is we say it's a literal reading Mm -hmm. but we we establish so much metaphor into it yeah and so like you know a literalist would say you know revelation is going to literally happen Mm -hmm. like this is what's going to literally happen a beast is literally going to rise out of the sea and it's going to be this person right and it's like no, if you're reading it literally, then you should read it as the seven churches in Asia, mm-hmm. not America. If you're reading America into it, you're reading it figuratively. That's true. So it's not even a literal reading mm-hmm. to read it the way that most literalists read it. You know what's funny is that like it's it's only assemblies of God, Church of God, you know, charismatic people yep. that read it in in such a a you know. Well, as you were saying, incorrectly literal, but in their understanding of literal. I mean, I remember talking to friends in high school 
um, about the Bible. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, in my, my story episode, um, I was obsessed with trying to get them to believe like I did. Right. And, uh, I remember one time one of them told me, and we we're just high schoolers, you know, but one of them told me I was, I started reading it, but then I got to a talking snake. Now that's not literal, right? Like that's like a metaphor. Right. And I was like, no, it's literal. Yeah. It's just, it's like you read revelation, you get to like locusts with like human faces. Right. You know, and, and it's like, how do you defend this idea that that's literal? I mean, right. why would you want to? Right. And if there's a more critical understanding of this book where you can r- understand it metaphorically and spiritually and mystically, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. You know, the, the frustrating thing to me is that when I explain to people the book of Revelation being uh, a metaphor about these churches in, in Asia Minor and yep. about political uh, situations that were happening there with, with Rome. And right. when I explain what the metaphors mean, as I have before, a lot of times people accuse me of having a lesser view of the Bible. Yeah, which is interesting. It's like, how is it that reading this metaphorically or mystically or spiritually is beneath your literal reading? Why yeah. is that? Why does reading it this way make it less than, or like I have a lower opinion of the Bible? Right. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. In, in my opinion, reading it metaphorically is a higher view yeah. because there's more. Because you're wanting meaning. to get more of an understanding of why it's why it's saying things the way it is, why it's approaching topics the way that it's approaching them. Yeah. Instead of saying, this is it, done, done with it. For sure. Don't got to think about it again. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I remember um, getting back to like the fearful side of it, so we're not just focused on Revelation the whole right. time. I remember we went to um, a Bible study once when I was a teenager, and the guy preaching at the Bible study was very convinced in um, uh, that the rapture would happen after the tribulation. So, okay. so most of us believe that the rapture happens and then the tribulation happens to everybody who's left behind. Right. But some Christians believe that the tribulation happens first. Oh, so all Christians that is have unfortunate. To go for it. Yeah. So all Christians have to go through it. And um, we were, I remember my siblings and I were, were petrified. I mean, yeah. We were so scared because we were like, wait, we have to go through it too? Yeah. <laughs> I thought just my friends had to do it. Now I have to go through it? And he, he displayed it so matter-of-factly. He, he printed out some article he found on the internet about some chips that were created. Sure. Some computer chips that were going to be put in hands to be scanned for money. I mean, that's stuff that's been talked about for, for decades. Right. And this was back when I was a teenager, so it was a long time ago now. And he was like, here it is, guys. This is the start of the mark of the beast. The tribulation's yeah. happening basically tomorrow. And I just want to stop you on something too you said most christians believe well that no, no, you said that most christians believe that the rapture will happen before the tribulation yeah and i think this is a very very important point to bring up mm-hmm. go ahead most christians don't believe in the rapture no you're right it was just my own no 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 no, no, no. Yeah. i know what you're saying and that i think that's i think that's why i want to bring it up mm-hmm. is because it's preached so loudly yeah by such a small group of people that we assume that all christians believe in the rapture yeah however Eastern Orthodoxy, a lot of mainline Protestant, mm-hmm. you know, Catholics. Uh, beliefs, Catholics, mm-hmm. Roman and Western Catholicism yeah. don't believe in the rapture. And not only do they not believe in it, they think it's heretical. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, a lot of charismatic and evangelical churches, you know, they kind of are in their own island. They don't really right. want you thinking of or associating with the greater Christian body. Right. You know, it's, it's that individualization of the mm-hmm. Christian faith. Which yeah. is something that I loved about our interview with Brian Zahn. Make sure you go and check it out if you haven't already. Yes. But he talks about how salvation is, you know, almost a communal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, you know, the community is an essential part to the Christian life, which yeah. I 
completely agree with. Yeah. Um, but something I do want to bring up as well is the fact that just because people don't believe in the rapture, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> does not mean they don't think Jesus is coming back. Yeah. Listen, we fully believe that Jesus is coming back. Yeah. We just don't believe in the idea of the church or Christians like being zapped out of their clothes mm-hmm. and going up to heaven whenever the tribulation happens and then shooting back down, presumably back into their outfits or, wherever they lie. Or if you're like this creepy guy at the Bible study, believing that just we go through tribulation first. And yeah, then, that's true. And then the great yeeting of the church happens right. after we've had to get like beheaded and stuff. Right. So we 100% believe that Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. We just do not believe that this idea of the rapture and people being sucked up into the sky mm-hmm. is a biblical viewpoint. Yeah, it's not. And there's nothing to be afraid <laughs> of, of the rapture. Yeah. Or two, you shouldn't be afraid of Jesus coming back. Yeah, that's not a scary thing. Jesus doesn't inspire fear. Mm-hmm. Jesus should never inspire fear. Yep. And I think that's why we include something like this in our, you know, in our mug about scary topics is because it's been used as a fear tactic. Jesus's second coming has been used as a fear tactic. The rapture has been used as a fear tactic. Mm -hmm. And those are not worthy ways to talk about the return of Jesus. Absolutely. I think you nailed it. And uh, we got to move on. Next mug topic. uh, uh, Let's, let's go ahead and see what we get here. Um, Ouija boards. Ouija boards. All right. I'm Luigi excited. boards. Yes. Yeah, so, so I got Ouija boards, which I have been wanting to talk to you about for a while. All right. Because um, Here, I'll take the I'll take the slip. Sure. Uh, because uh, there is a fascination with this from like even being a, a little kid, I was so interested in sure. what's going on here. And of course the idea is that like demons or ghosts are talking to people through it. Right. Um, and I. I'm curious to know if you believe that they're legit, if they're an actual way to talk to demons, or if you're skeptical. Because, and I, and I want to put this out there. I'm not trying to spoil the fun for anybody, um, especially if you're into like haunted houses, you know, encountering ghosts, Ouija boards. Right. Know. I'm not trying to spoil any Halloween fun he here, is. but <laughs> I'm very skeptical of it. And basically, spoiler here, I, I, I don't believe in them sure. being a legitimate thing. But before I explain why, I'm curious what you think of them. Um, I'm skeptical of just about everything. I think that's kind of the running motive of, gotcha. you know, my views on all things reconsidered. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I know this is going to sound very counterintuitive to who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't like to mess with the demonic stuff. Yeah. And so it's very much one of the, I think it's because I had a bad experience as a kid mm. and like, I heard a, like I heard a spook story. Yeah. Um, so here, here's here's my. I don't think I've ever told you this story. So this, okay, is, a, this okay. is a good time to get into it because sure. it is specifically about Ouija boards. Okay. Um, but there were some kids that I went to middle school with, and they got a Ouija board, mm-hmm. and I knew they had a Ouija board because I saw the Ouija board because okay. they asked me if I wanted to play with the Ouija board, and this is whenever I. Um, so before I went to church, mm-hmm. but the Catholic, you know, religion in my town in Connecticut was very much like, don't screw around with demons. Sure. Like, don't do it. And so even though I didn't go to church, I was like, I into that whole demon thing. Mm -hmm. So I walked away and I saw them start to, you know, summon the demons with the Ouija. (laughs) Right. And, uh, two of the five people that used the Ouija board 
ended up dying within the year. And so I was what? like, I'm I'm being 100% for real. That's ridiculous. 100%. Well, how did they die? I mean, what's the danger? Um, I think one of them committed suicide, mm. and then the other one, it was like a car accident. Well, that's creepy, and that would freak yeah. me out as a kid, So that's too. why I'm like, even now, like, <laughs> you, you know, more than 15 years later, I'm like, there may be something to this. But like, you know correlation be... doesn't equal causation, and then it may not be I related. know that. And you know that. I know but it that. still freaked you out as, as a kid. 100%. Well, well, so I was freaked out about them too, but then I realized, I, I learned a little bit of the history of where they sure. came from, because I always was fascinated. I was like, who makes this? Who sells this? Right. Why is this sold places if it's a way to like, contact people? Hasbro humans? makes Ouija yeah. boards. And so when I learned that Hasbro makes them, like the same people who made board games that I had as a kid, right. I was like, why does anybody stop them if yeah, they start like yeah. actually contacting demons? So I learned the history of it, and and that made me skeptical. Which was that it was originally designed as just a a party game, a, 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 like a gag. Really? Where yeah. So when it was originally designed, it was meant to be this fun thing that you do in a party where you basically don't know who's actually moving it. Right. But the understanding was always there that somebody is moving the the whatever it's called the viewfinder thing. Yeah. So, like, it was never marketed or sold or, or used in the early days, I think, of the 60s or, or 70s, with the idea that it was literally demons moving it. It was right. just like, oh, are you moving it? No, I'm not. But it was just, it was silly. Yeah. It wasn't until the movie The Exorcist uh, where it became synonymous with very de- demonic things. Oh, interesting. Because in that movie, they, they used it. And that blew up and became, of course, a cultural phenomenon. And ever since then, it's been linked with like cults and Satanism and witchcraft. Right. But yeah. before that movie, it was seen as completely harmless. Right. And huh. so, and in fact, um, there, there are people that I've talked to who are more familiar with this. They told me that there are people or that witches, like actual people in Satanism or in witchcraft. Yeah, like the occult. and Or in the occult. They never used them until yeah, that movie. Right. Or so, they don't even take them seriously. I have heard yeah. that as well. There's like, no, we like we have other ways of contacting people. Like right. that's, it's, it's literally a child's toy. It, it's it's just something that Hollywood basically yeah. propped up. And so then I, I saw this episode of Penn and Teller's show on on Hulu. Yes, where they did a little test of it, where they had a group that fully believed in it, and they they let them play with the Ouija board, and of course they got spooky messages. Right. But then they blindfolded them and said, "Okay, I mean, if it's really a ghost doing it, and not just you guys, you should be able to do this blindfolded." Sure. And then without telling them, while it was blindfolded, they flipped the board upside down and so of course they're moving at muscle memory to where they think the things are right and of course it's coming out just like babble because they can't see anymore now here's the problem though mm-hmm. so say right they summon the ghost yeah. or the demon yeah. and the demon is sitting next to them mm-hmm. okay what if the demon can't read upside down well then he can move <laughs> there's no reason here for it, it it's it's and why would he try to like move it then if if he couldn't? Because it'd read. be like I'm trying to read the letters upside down and I don't recognize them <laughs> upside down, and so I'm doing my best. Oh, well, if a demon can come all the way from from heck up to where I'm sitting, I think he can move across the table if he had to see the board better. You don't know. Well, I guess I don't. I'm not a demon. You don't know. We, well, we should get a Ouija board and ask one. All right. Can you read upside down? <laughs> so, Behind the scenes content, bonus footage. Me right. and Joe, you can go Ouija board. Join our Patreon. Right. Yeah. So no, I personally think they're completely harmless pieces of cardboard I that agree, Hollywood for the most part. and the Satanic Panic have made into something creepy. Yeah, but there's nothing actually to it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, go ahead. 
All right. Mystery mug question number three. What do we got? Ooh, ghost stories. Spooky. Oh, I, was, I was hoping spooky. I was hoping for this. So with all that said, my skepticism towards Ouija boards, that doesn't change the fact that I, I have encountered some kind of creepy stuff in my life. All right. That is hard to explain. Okay. And that's why I wanted to put this in the mug, which Fair. is to tell this weird story and get people's opinion on it. So before you get into your weird story, I want to tell my short weird story. So yes, I have yes. the Ouija board story. Yeah. Okay. So my ghost story, I don't have too many ghost stories. Okay. Um, I honestly can't really say that I experienced too many up north that I can remember. My parents may be able to jog my memory and be like, you remember you saw your nanny when she died? Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I do remember, this was recently. Okay. Um, whenever we moved up here to the Knoxville, mm-hmm. um, me, my wife, and some friends of ours went on a ghost tour of Knoxville. That's fun. And had like the whole, you know, like... Uh, EMP reader and like the whole right, thing. And right. so had a couple hits on that. And um, I had one of them spirit boxes. If so you what's watch a spirit box. So it's like a little radio. Okay. That has no one. The antenna's broken off of it. Okay. And it's put on scan, but it's like a really quick, like change between the frequencies. So mm-hmm. it's like, but it's still just picking up radio waves. Right. So it's still okay. picking up like radio stations. But the whole idea is if there are like three or four or like a sentence, mm-hmm. you know, in a row, what's the odds that, you know, radio stations over a broad spectrum are going to be playing out, mm-hmm. you know, a coherent sentence right, right, right. or coherent words. Right. I got you. And so if you hear words or sentence, then that is the spirits using the box to communicate with you because it's easier for them to manipulate the electromagnetic waves than it is for them to like actually speak aloud. Okay. That's fun. Um, and when we were using spirit box, I had a little conversation with a spooky ghost. Ooh. I was like, hi, are you there? And then it was like, I'm here what? or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, what is your name? <laughs> and I don't remember hearing anything. And then I heard, man, I wish I should have written this down, but Michaela's there. She can, she like, yeah. of course she's like, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be haunted if it did. Um, <laughs> But it was something along the lines of, I don't want to be here. Whoa. And I was like, I'm not talking to this person anymore because you ain't coming home with me. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. Bye. Okay. But you have to make sure you like you say hello and introduce yourself. Yeah, like yeah, initiate. Yeah. And it's like, thank you for talking. Goodbye. Like, very Try respectful. To be polite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be respectful so the ghosts don't get like all mad at you and haunt you. Well, that is creepy, but I, I'm still so skeptical. And again, I'm not trying to spoil anyone's fun, but I'm right. just a very skeptical person. No, I get this. it. I get it 100%. Like, like for instance, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of how people think they found stuff in playing songs backwards. Right. It's like your brain is just trying to find patterns. It's trying to decipher meaning. And so it found stuff where there actually isn't any. Sure. You but know? my thing is, is usually with the playing stuff backwards, like mm-hmm. you have to like know what you're looking for. Yeah. Or you have to like read something like some of my favorite videos on like yeah. TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or whatever uh-huh. are the ones where it's like, listen to this and read the sentence. And it sounds like gibberish until you start reading the sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever crazy. sentence you're reading, you can hear. Uh-huh. But it's like, I didn't have any of that like persuasion going into it. Well, that's true. Which kind of gives me but some you like. You did have some like social cues of like being in that environment, wanting to find something. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree. Like, but again, I'm not trying to spoil anyone's Don't fun. spoil my fun, Joe. I'm sorry. We're going on a ghost tour. <laughs> okay. I, I want to. I'm down. I would just be the annoying one, like being well, because I used to wonder about that too. But I, I, I there's this other YouTuber that I love, and uh, he does science videos, and he talked about how a lot of the times um, 
the feelings that we have of being spooked out in right. some sort of place have a very scientific reason for it. Sure. For instance, there's a story of a scientist who was working in a lab, and before he went working in that, people warned him, like, hey, that lab you're going to be working in is haunted. And he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And he went in there, and sure enough, he felt really uncomfortable sure. and felt like something was watching him. Right. So he started to look into it because he wanted to figure out what was going on. And what he found out was that there was a frequency in, in that room, uh, an electro frequency or something, that was at, at a, a level that you can't hear, but yet but it still interacts with it. your inner ear. And yeah. it even he found out it even vibrates your eye so slightly. And by doing that with your inner ear and with your eye and all that, it makes you feel uncomfortable, unbalanced, hmm. freaked out, even though you can't hear it. And so he looked around and found out that it was coming from a old-fashioned fan that was spinning in such a way that it just it, it made it the frequency. Sure. So like what... Did he get rid of the fan? Yeah. And, and then, it and went then away? It went away. Now, here's my question. What's more likely? Some old fan putting out some frequency that vibrated his eyeballs and ears? <laughs> yeah. Or or that fan was haunted, and when he threw the fan away, the ghost went away? I mean, I guess, you know, it, it could be either. I, I guess What's more likely, still Joey? Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, tell us your ghost story, Joey. All right. So, my ghost story is kind of weird, and I really don't know what happened or how okay. to answer this. Um, and I want you to be skeptical. Uh, because I, I want always to, I want to bring some skepticism into this always because f- this happened when I was a kid and I still have no idea how to explain it. All right, um, but so I was in the fourth grade. Okay, and uh, I was I had my own bedroom and this was in the middle of the n- or early morning, probably about five a.m. or so. Sure. And um, I woke up because I heard the sound of of a drum beat, like someone playing a drum set. Okay. And I remember the drum beat was very simple. I I can't, like, if if I had drumsticks, I don't think I could make it because I don't remember it that vividly. Okay. But I just remember thinking that it was a very simple, steady beat. Easy beginner style beat. Yeah, anyone who just started learning could do it. And, um, of course, I immediately thought of my brother because he just bought a drum set. Okay. And his bedroom was across the hall from mine. Makes sense. Yeah, so I thought my brother's playing the drums, and I was mad because I was like, why is he waking me up playing drums at like 5 a.m. Because he's his brother. Right. <laughs> but It's what we do. He's he's your older brother, right? Yes. It's exactly something we would do. <laughs> well, um, I, was, I was agitated, so I get out of bed, and I go over to his room thinking that I'm going to find him playing the drums, and he's not. He's sound asleep. Spooky. No one's at the drum set. The drums aren't like moving like a ghost is playing Spooky. them. They're just there. Everything's still. Man, I was kind of hoping for like ghost drums. Right. Or like, like, the, the, like the drumsticks are, are like floating, just going to town. Now that that would be crazy. Awesome. But no, so that didn't happen. But I could still hear the drum beat and I okay. couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Sure. And um, I thought, okay, well, if it's not him playing the drums, um, then it must be like a TV on or something. And okay. I remember thinking like, oh, well, of course it's not him because if it was actually him, it'd probably be a lot louder. Right. This was at a certain volume level where I thought maybe it must be a TV or a radio. Sure. Something in the background like. Yeah. So, but but like it was close enough to where it was in the house. Okay. But yet not loud enough to be played on the literal drum set. So I sure. thought it must be a TV. So I go into the living room and, and I, I look around and TVs are off. And so I start investigating, going from room to room, and I thought I was the only one up for for a while. Joey, I don't know why, but I like I can't not picture you, especially since you said investigating with uh-huh. like like a 
big old like Sherlock Holmes magnifier glass, oh, man. like I looking was... for clues of like why you hear <laughs> drums. Well, think more of Spy Kids rather than Sherlock Holmes. Okay, fair. That That's was fair. more my vibe. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm looking all around trying to figure out where the sound is coming from. And I noticed that every room in my house that I go into, the volume doesn't change. Hmm. Like it's not like I'm getting further away or closer. That's it's not like, how sound works. Exactly. And I was like, this, this, it's like it was on me at all times. Like no matter where I went, it was like the sound was just over me. Now, basically. are you sure you didn't accidentally have like a hit clips in your pocket that you <laughs> forgot clips, about? Yeah. Oh man, I love how you <laughs> you didn't say like iPad or something. You knew the time <laughs> period very well. <laughs> I For did. all younger viewers, just <laughs> Google what a hit clip is, all right? Yeah. Those were awesome. <laughs> if you wanted to have 22 seconds of your favorite song. Of the top songs <laughs> of the day. Yeah, and only 22 seconds. <laughs> yeah, you got a hit clip. But I did have a hit clip, and it was of NSYNC. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and it was like our, our secret thing, because, you know, NSYNC was secular. Right, yeah. But anyway, that's off topic. No, sorry, it wasn't sorry. the hit clip. My sister kept the hit clips. Okay, She, she hoarded our hit makes clips. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, of course, that's what sisters do. They hoard right. it. They hoarded the hit clips. Yep. But anyway, uh, so no, it wasn't that. I didn't know what it was, where it was coming from. Now, I should explain my house. It was a split-level house, so I was on the bottom story, but okay. then there's a, a smaller staircase that leads yes. us to the upper part, and yep. that's where the kitchen was. So finally, I go up there to look around, and when I get up there, I saw my dad sitting at the dining room table, and he had his Bible out, and he was doing his prayer time because he would always read the Bible and pray in the morning. Sure. And so I saw him sitting there, and I just thought, you know, I just felt, more peaceful, like everything was, sure. was okay. I wasn't freaked out anymore. And I just thought, well, that's weird. And I went to bed. Yeah. Oh, and also another thing. At one point, I even went outside. I went outside through the back door oh. trying to hear if maybe it was coming from a neighbor's house. Uh-huh. And when I went outside, the sound went away. But when I went back inside, I could hear it again. Spooky. So it wasn't from outside. It was in the house. Okay. Anyway, so I saw my dad. The call was coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it felt. I was freaked out. So I went back to bed. Now, never talked about it again. Okay. Flash forward like 15 years or so. Yep. And now I'm I'm like 20 or something. I don't know. And um, I was riding in the car with my dad and with my siblings, and we were telling stories like this. And my dad, I hadn't told this yet, but my dad, who's driving, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I have a, a weird story that I don't know about how to explain. And he's like, one time when we were at this old house where we lived, he's like, I was sitting at the dining room table reading the Bible and praying in my morning prayer time, and I heard this drum beat, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And mm-hmm. I, I, like, lit up. I was like... I was, I heard it too. <laughs> me. I didn't know. Me. I had no idea that like he heard it, you know, but he heard it too. And so we were both just like, what the heck was that? <laughs> you know, we could never figure it out. Now, now I don't know what it was, but at the time I, I can tell you what I thought then. Okay. Okay. At the time I was thinking that it was some sort of demonic omen of something evil coming right of and, course and when i talked to my dad all those years later he had the same idea now mm. we were raised assemblies of god where right. there's a demon under every bush and there's a there's a demon around every corner and everything's demonic right so it may be because of that upbringing sure that i was like gravitating towards it's a demon sure where maybe if this happened to like a kid that wasn't raised to ag maybe they'd be they'd be thinking differently i don't know but i think as a ghost well there you go. Or we, as a homeless person in your house who had like a drum kit, like yeah. in like your crawl space. Could be. Definitely could be. But um, so we we thought it was some sort of weird omen, some demonic thing. And sure enough, after the drum incident happened, only like a week or so later, someone in our family died. Not immediate family, but extended family. See, 
See, and you were all skeptical of my Ouija board story, and you're over here hearing drums, and people are dying. I'm still skeptical. I, I don't okay. know what it is. I have no answer for it. But it, that at the time, and I'm even kind of embarrassed to admit that now because it sounds so silly that like I heard drums and that was a sign of someone in my family dying. It sounds dumb, but like at the time, that was what it made the most sense. It made sense to me then, yeah. and and so now you know, older I am more skeptical. But to be honest, I still don't know how to explain that. I don't. I don't there know is no to, explanation to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of its thing. Yep. Well, so, so that's that's my paranormal story. Um, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I I heard drums, and I couldn't figure out where they're coming from. Joey, that was just the spirit of rock and roll trying to take over yeah, your house. Probably so. You know what? You know, back then, we were very much not allowed to listen to rock and roll bands, mm-hmm. you know, because of backwards masking. Right. Yep. Uh, so, and now... I'm I complete 180. You know I'm I'm really into classic. And now that's rock. all Joey listens to. Basically, all I listen to is classic rock now. So yep. yeah, clearly the the demon of rock and roll must have latched in and yeah. It didn't affect my dad though. He he's still not into that. So well, that's all right. It's because he was praying at the table. Bingo. Yep. And I just Kept went to off. bed like a fool. Now you got that demon just on your back. Yeah. The demon of rock you know, and roll. Honestly, if there's a demon that's just like getting me into good music, like not too mad about it. He can it. hang. It's, he can hang. It's fine. I like doing. I just like Pink Floyd now. Yeah, it's a big deal. Right. <laughs> but, Anyways, but I want to hear in the comments. Help me explain my story. Yeah, tell Joey what exactly happened. Because you know, is there a spiritual reasoning to it? I don't know. I'm more prone to saying that there's a some sort of scientific. I don't know the scientific. Yeah, the scientific explanation of Joey hearing drums in his house <laughs> that nobody was playing and it stayed the same volume all throughout the house. Well, hold on. Before we move on, you sound. I, I want to know your opinion on this. Do you think it was spiritual? I don't know that it was spiritual, but it may have been a ghost. You think so? Well, that would I would say that spiritual then. well i think I've, i don't think it was like a demon like warning you that someone is about to die mm-hmm. but i mean you can't ex- just explain away a consistent volume not dependent on your location that mm-hmm. two people heard independently of each other yeah it's not like your dad like if you're telling the truth oh, I and you really did hear this yeah and you weren't being influenced by your dad saying, I heard these drums. Oh, no. And your dad didn't hear you tell the story first, so he wasn't being influenced by you. Yes. So you're independently hearing these drums, no matter where you are in the house, at the same volume. You can't really science that one away, Joey. So you you really think that I heard ghostly drums? Sure. Wow. Sure. I, I don't know what to think, and I don't know if I want to think that way because that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, so welcome think, to the real world, I Joey. I'll just keep telling myself that it, it, it has a logical explanation yeah. <laughs> just because it's easier to accept that that's way. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to part one of Spooky Month Part 2. Too many parts. I'm sorry. Too many parts. This is part one of Week 2 of Spooky Month. We will be continuing on the audio. If you want to join in and tell us about your spooky ghost stories, make sure to follow us on Patreon. $3 a month gets you into our Discord server and shares all your spooky ghost stories. Audio (laughs) listeners, we will be back right after this. If you are new here to the YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe and ring the bell, and we will see you on Thursday with part two. See you guys. Now, uh, so we've we've gone ahead and done a bit of the uh, mystery mug, this Halloween-themed mystery mug, and we've covered some fun things, but let's go ahead and move on to our second part of the show, which is the satanic panic. Satanic panic. Something that we have talked about 
a, a couple of at times. length, I'd say. Yeah, but there's a bit more we wanted to say about it because it's just it, it's an ongoing panic. It's an interesting topic. Um, mm-hmm. I think especially for me having not been raised in church, yeah, and just being a child mm-hmm. and being you know getting into shenanigans, right. And then hearing about the satanic panic yeah, and like the red flags that you'd see and knowing what I did as a child could have definitely influenced some random person into thinking that my neighbor was a witch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I remember there was one time we found like some squirrel bones in the woods mm-hmm. and we're like, let's go throw these on this person's front porch to play a prank. Wow. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that poor person's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. These are like because they were like very dead squirrel bones, so it's not yeah. like a cat or something like brought it up and put it on their porch. Like yeah, yeah. they were like bone dry, so it's like I can only imagine what that poor person was thinking, especially being you know in the middle of like the smack dab middle of the Bible Belt in North yeah. Carolina and just being like, some some witch put bones on my house to curse me. Yeah, yeah, it, you know it's it, when in reality it was like a couple teenagers just being teenagers. Yeah, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because there was this kid in my high school who had a even worse story like that where this is so messed up and and I don't even like the story very much but this kid in my high school told us that he he had a farm like his, he was raised on a farm sure. and they had a goat and okay. the goat died of natural causes as goats do and they were going to bury it okay um but he and his stupid teenager friends <laughs> decided instead to freak out the local suburb so they put it in their truck yeah. And drove off to a suburb and in the middle of the night, put it in the middle of the street and painted a pentagram around it. (laughs) Oh my God. They weren't Satan worshipers. No. They were just idiot teenagers trying to freak people out. Correct. Um, It's so messed up. But they didn't kill the goat. It died on the cause, but that's important. But anyway, it's just like what you're saying. But anyways, that goat definitely got sacrificed there (laughs) and they were taking credit for it. Yeah. uh, You know, the satanic panic affected... um, uh, me growing up in a lot of ways, and and of course one of them being that we couldn't celebrate Halloween. Sure, um, it was very much seen as the witch's day. Yep, I remember believing all sorts of weird things, like that. Like we were told that um, the that witches were just outside committing, you know, goat sacrifices. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that there was there was something special about the hour three a.m. too. Yeah, that's the witching hour. Yeah, so I don't know if any of that's legitimate, but no. I definitely remember as a kid being really scared if I woke up, if I woke up and it was three a.m. You were gonna get like oh, kidnapped no. by a witch. Yeah, yeah, that was the actual stories that um, people would tell uh, in, in the Satanic Panic. Um, so if you do any reading into this phenomenon that happened all throughout the eighties and nineties, um, basically there was this obsession with the idea that uh, Satanists were lurking around every corner. Sure, your neighbor could be a Satanist. Your 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 daycare worker could be a Satanist. Sure, boss maybe. Yeah, I mean a lot of us probably still think our bosses are Satanists, but but it was an obsession back then. Right, um, and there was a, a, a number of people who would come out with these completely just ridiculous stories right. of having been kidnapped by witches or having been, you know, forced to take part in some right. satanic ritual, you know, and and, have, and then having survived it and come right. out to tell the story. And, like, here's the thing, too, is there's not really repercussions for people like that. Yeah. Because the reality is, is if they say that was a lie, mm-hmm. but I was just writing a book, yeah, 
it was just fiction. I didn't think anybody would take it seriously, Mm -hmm. you know, because you hear stories like that. I mean, like there was issues with like advertisements before Mm -hmm. where, um, I think it was subway got in trouble because their foot longs weren't actually a foot long. Really? They were like 11 inches and someone sued them for false advertising. And they're like, we didn't think anybody's going to actually measure the breadth. (laughs) Like, and so like that was one of the issues, but it's like one of those things where, you know, if they come out and it's like, this is all false. It's like, well, yeah, it's just the book. I don't think anybody's going to take it seriously. So there's no like repercussions to lying about something like that. Which is so tragic because a lot of people actually got really hurt. Exactly. You know, there, there were people that went to prison uh, for these crimes that they never committed, right? Because people were convinced and, and got into this this witch hunt, right? You know, just like the Salem witch trials, yes, yeah. where where everyone was convinced that this person at this daycare was actually a, a satanic, you know, satanic agent. worshiper, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there, there's this there's one guy in particular who was big in this movement named Mike Warnke, mm-hmm. and he was a comedian. And you can still find his comedy bits. They're not very good. Right. And I guess at some point he decided that his comedy career wasn't going too well. So he decided to switch it up and claim that he used to be a Satanist who All right. murdered people. Rock and roll. Yeah. So now he's writing a book. You know, He wrote a book about how um, you know, he got saved, but he used to be a Satanist. Right. And that just started off a, a trend. Like the floodgates opened. You had this woman named Irvine Irving, uh, who was famously called the witch that switched. You had, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, you had uh, this guy over here that we have on our shelf, um, Schnobel, Schnobelum, yep. whatever. He, that dude, he claimed to be a Freemason and Illuminati All member, of the things. a vampire yeah. and a werewolf. Nice. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. A vampire and a werewolf? Yeah. They're like mortal enemies, though. He was all of the above. I mean, if I've learned anything from... <laughs> um, Twilight, and what was that other movie with Kate Beckinsdale in it? I have no oh, idea. man. Um, but yeah, you're right. They, they're apparent, but no, he said that he studied both. Underworld. Oh, Underworld. Okay. Sorry, you wouldn't know those movies. You weren't allowed to watch those movies. No. Um, but, but he claimed that he studied both vampirism and lycanthropy. Is that the word yes. for it? Lycanthropy, yeah. So he claimed that he was involved in all of that, and, and, and he had this extra twist of like the Illuminati being involved. Sure. And when you look back at this trend, you know, there's a lot of things we can pull from this. Right. First of all, it's clear to me that people were just craving horror stories. Yeah. And attention. Yes. The authors were craving attention and the people who bought the books were craving like a a horror story. Sure. That they were approved by the church to read. Right. And so... I don't even find an issue, though, with people wanting to read a horror story. Yeah, of course Because not. for me, it's like, why do we go to a theme park? Mm-hmm. You know, we love the thrill of a theme park. Mm-hmm. You know, people love to be scared. It's just there's something in the human nature that enjoys getting spooked or, like, feeling like they're on the edge of something. Yeah. But the idea of preying on people mm-hmm. not to tell them a story but to feed them a lie is what I have a problem with. Exactly. You know, Stephen King, incredible horror writer. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, he never claimed that his stories were true. They were always meant to be stories. But these people that claim to be ex-witches and ex-Satanists are selling a lie. And I think there's a big difference between selling a, you know, a fiction book Mm -hmm. and just a straight up lie because lies hurt people. Absolutely. And look at, look at how it's affected us. We're still as a, you know, in Christianity, I think dealing with the satanic panic. Yeah, absolutely. And it also helped prep us for accepting conspiracy theories. Right. You know, people like some of these guys, like I said, linked it to Illuminati. And so it's like, no wonder 
why so many Christians are now completely easily sucked into totally ridiculous conspiracy theories. Right. We've been taught to be, you know, credulous, just easily falling for, you know, just being gullible, essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and the satanic panic, um, you know, there are even toys that we weren't allowed to play with. Yeah, cartoons like He-Man. We to watch. Yeah, He-Man. Yep. Um, I remember, you know, uh, there were cartoons that are now it seems so innocent that we weren't allowed to watch uh, because of this. And I know that parents were being led by their church and by people that they trusted. So they were just, you know, they had best intentions. And not like yeah. they were. But it, it's just funny looking back at it now. Did you ever get into backwards masking? Uh, not really. No. Um, I got into it because I thought it was interesting. I didn't think it was like a demonic thing. Like I, I got into it cause I was like, Oh my God, if they were smart enough mm-hmm. to be able to like write lyrics that would work backwards. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because like, you know, again, like I wasn't a Christian. So it's like, mm-hmm. if they were so smart mm-hmm. that they knew how to write a song to where if you played a record at a certain speed backwards, mm-hmm. it would sound like words like, Kudos to them. Like, that's yeah, impressive. That is impressive. Whether it was the engin- the audio engineers or a demon, either way, they just right. some props because that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I just think that it's amazing to see how much we were actually led by fear. Because right. one thing that I see Christians talking about Halloween, whenever they talk about Halloween and they're on Facebook or wherever, a lot of times they'll say, you know, I don't celebrate Halloween because I don't want to celebrate fear. Right. And I don't want to give in to fear. I've even seen people posting on Facebook, Christians saying like, we don't watch any movies in October. We turn the TV off all month because we're not going to entertain any fear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you look back at these kind of stories, you guys were actually the ones in way more fear. Right. You most. were afraid of fear. Yeah, you were afraid of demonic things and, and spiritual things. You were afraid that, that demons were going to get you from Led Zeppelin songs. Yep. You were afraid that demons were going to get your kids because of He-Man cartoons or yep. Yu-Gi-Oh. You thought that That's So Raven was going to poison your, right. your youth. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we were terrified of witches out in the streets going to kidnap your children. Yeah. Like, you were absolutely led by fear. Yeah, and something that's interesting to me, too, is just how Christians in their we don't do enough actual research to understand things that we are upset about. Mm-hmm. So like um, you look at the church of Satan, okay. Yeah. The church of Satan is a very new development in the grand history of the world and religion in general. Yeah, right. It is. Yeah. And so the satanic cross, if you've ever seen what the satanic cross looks like, if you haven't, we'll put an image here. If you're audio listening, just look it up. <laughs> so that image right there, literally in alchemy was just the representation of sulfur. Mm. It, really? it was never like a religious symbol. It was used in alchemy wow. to represent sulfur. I didn't know that. The The founder of the Church of Satan mm-hmm. just adopted it to be the Satanic Cross. Yeah. And that is ex- that is the extent of the history. He saw this symbol, knew it stood for sulfur, kind of associated it to the whole fire and brimstone and how mm-hmm. hell was going to smell like sulfur. So he took the thing that represented sulfur and alchemy and made that the Satanic Cross. Right. Now, the same person is the person that scared Christians into not letting their kids dress up for Halloween because they made the, say, the statement that by either wearing a costume or coloring oneself for Halloween, it's tantamount to worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Worshiping the <laughs> devil because you dress up on Halloween. Now, here's it's my question. Churches do, you know, like trunk or treats or, you know, alternatives to uh, trick-or-treating. Yeah, yeah. But there's like people still dress up for them. Yeah, they dress up for their hell houses too. So it's like, is that also worshiping the devil? 
and that's my thing is we miss the like we miss the point mm-hmm. of what the conspiracy is. Yeah. And we still take part in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're not actively doing anything. Now, I'm I'm not even one who's a hundred percent against the idea of doing like a trunk or treat as opposed to letting your kids go out trick or treating, yeah. especially in 2021. You know, if you don't live in a community that, you know, everybody that lives there, mm-hmm. it can be kind of weird walking up to a stranger's house, asking for candy, especially because you tell your children not to talk to strangers and not to accept things from strangers, I, I guess. And yeah. so like, you know, church is offering like a safe place to, you know, you know, everybody here. Yeah. I think that's fine because schools do stuff like that. You know, even yeah. like secular places do things like trunk or treats. For sure. Growing up back in my day, I'm going to sound old. <laughs> we knew everybody that was in the area that we were around. Right. You know, we knew everybody. Right. So trick or treating was awesome. Yeah. And then whenever I found out that trick or treating was allegedly satanic, <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's right. Well, um, I never was worshiping Satan when I was going to get free candy from my neighbor dressed up as a cowboy. Exactly. And, and and I would tell that even to to parents or to friends who were still very much in, in the fundamentalist scene. I was like, yeah, what, how can you call this satanic if, you know, if a little kid dresses up as as an M&M and goes right. and gets candy and they're like, well, that in and of itself may not be satanic but it's still a part of the overarching satanic holiday it's still taking part of it and that satan is so crafty he's presenting something that looks innocent so yeah. that he can really get you and it's like what is he really getting me with right more, what, what more cavities i mean what, yeah what, what what is he getting me with exactly and like a big argument too that that i heard whenever i started you know becoming a christian and whatnot was well halloween mm-hmm. is a pagan holiday <laughs> and we don't celebrate pagan holidays hilarious and then the more that i learned about you know, Christian traditions and whatnot, I realized every Christian holiday started as a pagan holiday. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how we're we're against pagan traditions on October 31st, but the pagan traditions on December 25th? Just fine. <laughs> Those are fine. Because it's like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about Bible literalism and whatnot, and do you really think shepherds were out in the middle of the night mm-hmm. in December yeah. in Israel? Yeah. No. No. Right, like, right. It, like, it's... So many people, so many theologians, mm-hmm. scientists, you name it, have said Jesus's actual birthday mm-hmm. is not December 25th. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It is a commonly accepted fact that that is not his actual birthday. Yeah. We like took that date. That's the day we decided to celebrate Jesus's birth on. Because of a pagan Because holiday. it was a pagan holiday. Right. Right. Absolutely. So that's hilarious. I, I just think it's, you know, once you start to realize that so much of our fears about Halloween have no nothing to stand on you just have to laugh at it i think right like i mean you ever hear the i'm sure you did but you know that the famous you know threats of people putting razor blades and candy oh god yeah yeah so that never occurred like there's no no report of that ever happening outside of i think i I remember looking this up there was one instance where a a crazed father uh harmed his own children that Mm -hmm. way but it wasn't, you don't have, and that's like one case where, and of course that person went to prison, but you don't have any case where an actual person was handing it out like in, to trick-or-treaters right. in their neighborhood, you know, candy laced with some sort of poison or candy with razor blades in it. Right. And yet that spread like wildfire, so much so, and I'm not going to name who, but it's just so funny to me. My wife, uh, Valerie, someone in her family works at a hospital. Yeah. And they actually, um, sometime when she was a kid, they actually offered to x-ray people's bags of candy. That's awesome. To check it for razor blades. Hey, good on them, though. I mean, yeah. Because, like, just, here's the thing, though. Is that that wasn't funny. even a Christian thing. That was, like, a 
That like swept the nation mm-hmm. in general. But look at how we were so taken by this by something that wasn't real. But my problem is, okay, mm-hmm. and listen, mom, dad, if you're watching this, I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> okay, you're getting called out because my parents are like, we're going to take your candy and we're going to check it just to be sure. And I know for a freaking fact <laughs> they were just eating so I much. did not get all of my Reese cups back <laughs> I I because there was times where I counted it <laughs> so I knew what I had when I gave it to them right and they took the little parent tax mm-hmm. so I'm like you're using this whole razor blade thing as a means to get my hard-earned candy of course. I was the one out there on those streets <laughs> ringing those doorbells looking adorable and getting the candy and they're reaping the benefits you know I'm, I'm upset I may have to try that honestly with my kids joe i need to borrow ronnie no i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring this this whole myth back just so that i can steal candy from my kids yes like guys there might be razor blades in there let's go take it to 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 the hospital and get an x-ray get an x-ray or just (laughs) listen i know what i'm looking for dad's gonna go through all the candy just to make sure it's all safe for you Mm -hmm. this is for your own good see i like all the candy that most people don't like so i feel like you're like a like a red vine kind of guy. No, I mean, I just... You like black licorice, don't I you? I don't, but I do like stuff that no one else likes. Like, Junior Mints are one of my favorite candies, and I don't know anyone else who eats So, them. Joe and I were at the store the other day trying to find, like, candy to put in the bowl. He's like, he's like, ooh, Junior Mints. <laughs> Let's get Junior Mints. And I was like, how old are you, 85? They're good, okay? And, like, and like, no one else likes Airheads. Do you understand. like chocolate mint ice cream? Yeah, it's like my favorite kind. Is like the green, the green, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, with the chocolate chip. Yeah, that's the best. Right. That is the best. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, my, 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 my wife says that Junior Mints just taste like chocolate with toothpaste. But yes, that's exactly I, what they I taste like. I disagree. Anyway, my point is, um, man, my headphones are falling off my head. My point is, a lot of of the satanic panic stuff that you you look at, it, it's it's a it's incredible to see how we can be so, you know, as a community. Fooled and, and, yeah. and then led into rage or fear. Right. We get into this hive mentality, you know, where, where we all basically act as one and, and, and go on witch hunts right. against maybe a cartoon or a toy or, or... Or a neighbor. Or a neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, other people that we know. And and it's always based on, on absolutely nothing. And so then I have to wonder, where is the discernment that you guys kept telling me about? Right. So discernment of spirits is one of the gifts of the spirit and being raised assemblies of God, being raised charismatic, we were talking about the gifts of the spirit all the time. Right. Because we very much believed in the gifts of the spirit being active and in people's life right now. Right. They're basically two tiers of Christians. They yep. are Christians who just got into heaven, barely. Then there are Christians who were really doing God's who work. Who walked in it. Who walked in it, who were who were who had the gifts. Yeah. So if you didn't have the gifts, you were basically a sub tier Christian. So everybody had the gifts. You know what right. I mean? Everybody wanted to be like, I have the gift to this and they give that prophecy so where's the sermon of spirits guys because you were convinced that a toy was demonic and it wasn't you were convinced that you know witches were kidnapping kids and 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 they weren't right you know there were no razor blades in the toys or, or in the in the candy it's just all this is is being swept up in fear and then thinking that you have God backing it, that you have God right. on your side, that God is with you in your rage and in your 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 fear of everything, and it's just meaningless. It's nothing. Right. And I think the thing that bothers me the most, too, being older and having watched, you know, several election cycles and whatnot, is we have, you know, Christians who believe they have this gift of discernment for, you know, the satanic with mm-hmm. ex-witches and all this other stuff. Right. But we miss 
the glaring issue with false prophets yeah. and Christian nationalism yes. and different things like that, where it's like we talk about discernment mm-hmm. and we discern words backward masked, mm-hmm. but we can't discern when a prophet is speaking out of his own self-desire for someone else to win the presidency. That is a great point. It's incredible how how we can find demons under every rock and around every corner, except, but we can't see problems in our own church bodies, right. in, our, in our own, you know, communities. We can't see the abuse. It's that absorption of responsibility. It's yeah. easier to blame mm-hmm. people outside of the church, and there are witches influencing this. Yes. You know, Donald Trump, the prophets weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. Witches. Yeah affected the outcome of the election. We actually saw that, by the way, that people yeah. were saying that witches cursed Donald Trump. Right, and so it's like we're, we're, we're removing the responsibility from ourselves to actually hear from God, mm-hmm. and we're saying we didn't get what we wanted, so it's somebody else's fault. Yeah, it was the witches all along. Right, and so that's a problem. It was Agatha all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't get that reference yet. I, One day, Joey will get that reference. Is it a Harry Potter thing? Uh, no, absolutely not. Oh, what is it? It's a Marvel thing. Oh, yeah. I'm still in Black Panther. I know. We'll 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 watch it. We'll we'll get you there. Okay. Um. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a great point. I mean, it's it's like now when we try to talk about things that are problems in evangelical churches and culture, like abuse that can flourish, right. or theology that can actually be toxic and harmful. When we try to talk about those things, we're labeled as like. All sorts heretics of heretics, yeah, heretics, and and not real Christians, and all right. sorts of mean things. But it's like if you guys took some of your discernment power and looked at yourself in a mirror, rather than looked at you know the next cartoon on Netflix right. that you don't like, or or some toy with a button on it that you thought was creepy. Yep, that's a real thing that happened. A troll yep. doll. You know, if you did that, maybe you'd be seeing what we see. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, guys, that is our bit on the satanic panic um i know this episode is gonna be a little bit shorter um a little behind the scenes me and joe are having to record this later on in the week and our weeks are very busy so we appreciate you guys listening in again if you're new here click subscribe ring the bell join our patreon and tell us what your favorite actually drop this in the comments tell us what your favorite halloween movie is yeah it's spooky month tell us your favorite halloween cop you know Movie. Halloween movie, and uh, let us know what you were dressed up as uh, as a kid. Your some Halloween costume. Yeah, your favorite Halloween costume as a kid, if you were allowed to dress up. And am I crazy for liking Junior Mints? Because I don't think so. He is. I don't think so. It's okay to tell me. Junior Mints, candy corn, and airheads are my three favorite candies. No. <laughs> it's going to be those. What are they called? Werthers. <laughs> Joey's candy. going to have Werthers originals in his pockets <laughs> in five years. Oh man. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Oh, if I'm doing it with someone who, j- I thought it was a joke, Joey. I genuinely thought it was a joke. Whenever you're pointing out Junior Mints, I thought no. I thought you were memeing. No, I really like them. They're good. Well, I don't. They're, they they're chocolate and mint. It's a good combination. What you don't like? What what about York peppermint patties? You don't like those? No. Oh, I thought everybody liked York peppermint patties. No. <laughs> What's wrong with mint? It's not that there's anything wrong with mint. I'm just not a mint and chocolate kind of person. Okay. Let me know if you guys are, and we will see you all next time. See ya. Happy Halloween. Spooky.